There are 7.5 billion people on planet Earth, and scientists say you can only make friends with 400 of them. Jacob already has 400 friends, so now he can only talk to strangers. This is a podcast with strangers. Welcome to a podcast with strangers, episode three. We're on a roll. We haven't been canceled yet. We haven't canceled. By, uh... <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're, we're, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it going. I'm so sorry. My name is Jacob Dyer. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Dyer. You can find me on Instagram at the Jacob Dyer. I'm joined by Dallas, who recently found a Spanish doubloon. And uh, yeah, I named it Dabloony. I know it wasn't that creative, but no, it's good. It's the only one I've ever seen. It's so good. it's, I wanted it to be special. And it was valued at uh, $16 million. Yeah, I'm not selling it though. No, that's, that's insane. So you're actually, you're here, you'd rather do the podcast than sell than get $16 million, which is like really, like that shows you, dear listener, how much we care about this podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much I care about, you know, having a Spanish doubloon in my possession. Yeah. Mostly. But yeah. Yeah, of course. Good to be here. Good, good to be here. Great to have you. Whatever. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So you may be wondering what this podcast is about. It's uh, it's called a podcast of strangers, and that's pretty much what it is. Normally, people have guests on their podcast, and they do a bit of research and they vet them. Uh, we don't do that. We just have people on that we barely know, and then we talk to them about their life and what they're passionate about, and it's entertaining, hopefully. And we record it. Dallas does stuff with it, and then it goes into your ears. Yeah, in fact, we're we're in your ears right now. Yeah, we're in your ears, we're in your brain. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> for penetrating your skull. How you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Who do we have on this week, Dallas? Who do we have? We have uh, mysterious and notorious. Notorious. Gavin Strange. Yes. Gavin Strange. He's our most famous guest, probably. He's a. Uh, I don't. He know. does really important things. Well, really cool things, actually. He does very cool, important, creative groundbreaking things that inspire a lot of people, me included. And that's why we wanted to have him on. And we are so thankful for having his time. So without further ado, here's Gavin. My next guest comes all the way from Bristol, same as me. And his name is Gavin Strange. Gavin, thank you for coming on. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Nice oh, to be here. I, first question, because I've been thinking about questions to ask you. For, the, for as long as you said you wanted to come on, I've been thinking to myself, I really need to ask him a good question. <laughs> and the only one I can really think of is, what's it like having the coolest surname in the world? And do people think it's a fake surname? <laughs> so, yeah. So for, uh, for your listeners, my surname is Strange. So my name is Gavin Strange. And people definitely uh, think it's made up. Or it's a, it's like an acronym. I can remember it's like an alias, or it's a stage name. But no, it's um, it's my proper real family name. And yeah, I I hated it as a kid. I just you know anything that draws attention to you is not good. As you're at secondary school, and then I left secondary school and became an adult and joined the real world and thought, no, this is this is pretty good, you know. And it, it sort of has stood me in good stead, I think. And it's just. You know, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of useful to have a name that is that's, that's a bit a bit different. So yeah, proud. Am I? We are two. We've got two kids, um, and we love alliteration. So our um, our son is called Sullivan Strange, and oh, our daughter wow. is called Sylvie Strange. So hopefully they'll grow up to you know have cool jobs or do cool things with names like that, or be super villains. Either one. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be one or the other. But that is such a cool, cool name for <laughs> your kids. But do people think that you're a Marvel fan? Do you get a lot of Marvel? Because obviously Doctor Strange. Yeah, do you know, funny enough, um, I've only got into Marvel since the movie. So for the last, whatever it was, 10 years, isn't it? Since the first yeah. um, Marvel movie came out. Yeah, I, I was never really into comics. I always liked the art of comics. And it wasn't until um, I, I, well, I just got a bit older and people were like, oh, what, like Doctor Strange or like Stephen Strange? It just, it didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really know. Um, and then I've, a few people for like different birthdays have bought me really nice vintage Doctor Strange comics. And it's like, I then was fully converted of cause some of the artwork in that stuff is lush, you know, really, really yeah. nice. And also if, if, if my kids also want to become doctors and actually be real Doctor Stranges, that would be amazing. It would be very, very cool. But that doesn't yeah. annoy you anything when people think, when people say, is that you? Is that really, really your surname? That's that's not annoying? No, 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 it's, no, it's great. It's just really, it's just really nice. It's just something to talk about, isn't it? Something to pass it's, the time. Oh, I'm well jealous. I'm <laughs> really, really jealous. So the reason I know you, and this is a really weird tangent, but... I know you because I, and I'm not saying this to boost you or anything like that. Years and years ago, obviously you know about this, but this is might not. In Bristol, they did a thing called the Gromit Trail, where they put out statues of grommets that had been painted on by various people. I think even Zayn Malik from One Direction did he one. Did, yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. Um, and you did one. Me and Zayn. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think yours was called... I'm honestly, it makes it sound like I've done no research, but stat, is yours just stats the way to do it? I think that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what, yeah, neon, stupid pink, pink and gold thing. Yeah, oh, I thought yours was the best one because I'm a, I'm a sucker for stats um, and statistics and all these sorts of facts and everything like that. So Gavin's was. Well, do you want to describe your own creation? Because yeah, I'm going to yeah. butcher it. Oh, thanks, mate. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, because I work at Oddman, um, the studio that created Gromit. Um, I kind of wanted my sculpture to really sort of reflect the the trivia and the bits and bobs and the interesting stuff that people um, often ask about Oddman and, and particularly Wallace and Gromit's productions. And being a graphic designer and an illustrator um, and not a model maker, I kind of wanted to play to my strengths. And so that my sculpture and all of these, they were five foot tall sculptures of Gromit. Uh, mine was painted, the base coat was, was real hot magenta pink and then basically was covered in these golden, graphics that were sort of illustrated infographics about different parts of production things that you might not know like gromit was originally a cat and uh, the rivets on the rocket for a grand day out are made out of lentils and so hopefully it was i kind of wanted to make something that when people came to see the sculpture they would stay for a bit and have a read and, and maybe learn learn a little something about sort of learn a bit of trivia about mm. what it's like making wallace and gromit so yeah that was that was 20 13 i think um, yes it was a long time ago now yeah yeah because i remember uh i went to san diego comic con and they came out like a week before i went out and i only saw oh, wow. a couple of them yeah yeah go out to san diego well if you ever if you ever find the time but yeah it's a good, yeah i'd love to i've never time. i'd always always want to go to comic con it just looks like an, an insane experience i just uh nothing quite like it it's it's weird on two levels, the weirdest thing is that you'll just be walking along and then a celebrity will just be there doing like checking their phone or something. And you'll be like, oh, OK. And then another thing is that you'll be stood and then in front of you will be a stall 
and then beyond the glass will be about enough comics there, enough vintage comics there to buy a house. Like, wow. like 500,000 pounds worth of comics is just there. And you're like, oh my God. You know, like wow. your old, old Captain America number one and all that sort of stuff. No, what kind of what kind of money does that sort of stuff go for then? Like, what would a Captain Captain oh, American number one go for? It honestly depends on the condition, and it depends on what the market is at the time. Because obviously, when the movies comes out, it's, you know, when yeah. it, when when the character's popular, it goes for more. I will tell you this story though, because as an artist, I think you'll appreciate this. There was this guy, I think, in London, and he made a paper mache sculpture of old, like using old vintage comics. Yeah, I think you can kind of see where the story's going. Um, <laughs> and he ripped them up, put them on this. He made a whole sculpture, PVA glue, and everything like that, like that. Put it in his in his gallery. And somebody came along at the exhibition and said, um, "Hi, excuse me, where did you get these comics from?" He said, "Oh, I just bought them online, or just just, just through whatever." And they went, "Oh, yeah, these are like um, this, that's the Avengers number one. That's Iron oh. Man three. This is a nineteen sixty two, you know." <laughs> and the whole thing apparently ripped up about 25 grands worth of comics. I no just... way. <laughs> yeah. it, so who had he bought them from? Was it just a random person <laughs> that also didn't know what yeah. they were and just got rid of them? Exactly. Just It's a whole chain of people not knowing exactly what they've got. Oh my days. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. hopefully his work sold for a lot because it's it's like, well, there's only one way to get a hold of them comics. <laughs> and it's, it's now covered in PVA glue in a sculpture. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? I mean, I popped into, um, you know, uh, Amnesty International on Gloucester yeah. Road. I mean, that's a shout out to Bristol listeners. But yeah, there's a charity shop in Bristol. I went in there and found a, a comic that they were selling for 30p. That's worth about five pounds, which is my bargain hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good bit. that's a good markup. Yeah, that's really good. I felt guilty because I was like, you guys should be selling this for like a lot more. Like yeah. charity needs this. So... But Gavin, to go to go back to the, the grommets, did you do another one? Yeah, I did. No, for the first one, I did. I did. I did do one. It was the pink one. But then basically, Ardman um, realised that after all of the excitement, and they they sold at auction for charity, and they raised um, over two point three million quid in a wow. night, which was incredible. But then after all the excitement, they realised. They didn't have one themselves, so we had all this, you know, <laughs> loveliness, and then they all went, you know, went yeah. to different homes, and then they realised that they didn't have anything to celebrate it, and so the founders of the company um, commissioned me to make um, a, a sort of a, a celebratory one. So it was also covered in stats and graphics, but those graphics are all about the success of the Gromit Trail itself and sort of how much it raised for charity and all of the interesting stories and that was kind of reversed so whereas my original statue was hot pink base with gold graphics this whole body of this of this grommet was gold with mm. pink graphics over the top of it and it had like a special big dog collar that was sort of custom made but then at the same time the charity themselves the Wallace and Gromit's Grand Appeal realised that they also didn't have one <laughs> and so um, it has a twin so I made two at the same time um, and one lives in the atrium of the Ardman um, building at Gasferry Road in Bristol and the other lives at the um, Wallace and Gromit uh, charity shop also um, at Cribs Causeway in Bristol yes. as well so it's really nice that they and I, I we went to Cribs the other week and and uh, uh, that one's called Facts the way we did it lad and oh. um, he's still he's still there which is really yes. nice so yeah it's really cool to have a bit of you know they still exist which is great 
Well, I don't know if you believe in cosmic coincidences, but I was actually at the mall this past weekend. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was walking and I thought, oh my God. Like, I walked past the Gromit shop and looked in and I thought, this is like a sign that I need to because yes, they've moved it. Yeah, they've moved it, haven't they? Because it's quite, it's like when you walk, you look in the shop and it's, it's, it's yeah. right there because it moves around depending on what they've got going on in the store and what, you know, events and activities and stuff. And yeah, that's how we saw it. We were just walking by to leave. Yeah. And and my son, um, he wasn't born when when we did it. And it's like, oh, I, I made I made that. And he was like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bothered. Doesn't, 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 really, doesn't really register with him what that means yet. But um, yeah, he quite, he, I think he quite liked it. He liked it with shiny and gold anyway. I think it's it's really cool. I love the pink one, but they, I don't think they sell it in miniature format, or they didn't have it in stock at least when I went in there. Oh, they, um, they did do the pink one. Did um, was what in the one of the first round of figures? Yeah, years ago. But um, I'm not quite sure how often they get renewed. There was a gold one. We did make um, an edition of fifty of the gold sculpture, like in in miniature, um, yeah. and they were exclusively for people who were sort of signed up to the the proper collectors club. Um, which 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 was ace, and I think um, I think did I sign? Oh, I can't really remember. But yeah, it was really nice because I love toys as well. I really love vinyl mm. toys, so that was like a really cool way to make toys. But also, it was all about you know, obviously, all the money went to charity. So yeah, it was ace. It was, it was such an exciting experience. I do know a guy who lives on the outskirts of Bristol. He sells tires for a living, of all things, and mm. his garden is full of not just grommets, like the actual full-size five-foot-high statues, but also of, um, I think in Worcester, they did a, a gorilla trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in other, in other cities, they did other similar similar statue runs. The garden's just awesome. full, full. Amazing. That must be terrifying at night. Yeah, it must be. Also for his bank account. But uh, yeah, it's all going to charity, so. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned before that you're a graphic designer. What, what sort of programs do you use and what program do you think is the future um, of graphic design? Because obviously everybody knows about Adobe. Adobe, how do you say it? Yeah, Adobe, I say Adobe. Adobe. Yeah. Um, that's, a really, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that question ever, ever, ever. Um, to be honest, I kind of don't almost keep up with the tools anymore because I know particularly mm -hmm. in graphic design, there's... Um, you know, there is a class, you know, classic Adobe of Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, but right. also these there's the Affinity range now, which are incredible. Affinity yep. Designer and Affinity Photo. Um, yep. you know, they're they're the the sort of competitors and they're great because their price point is incredible. You know, it's about 40 quid forever. Yes. Um and I think that they're made in Not I think it's a, a, a Nottingham-based company, and they're so they're incredible. I've I've, I've dabbled. Uh, but then there's also there's new things like Figma and mm -hmm. um, man, what's the other one? Uh, Clip Studio Paint, which I know a, a lot of my friends use. That's Japanese. Yeah, there's some really good tools, and especially if you're on you know things like mobile devices like iPad, then Procreate oh, uh, is not necessarily yes. graphic design, but you know sort of digital art. There's I think there's all sorts of stuff happening now, and you know the the industry is just morphing and changing depending on what tools are yeah. good. Um, I still just use sort of the classic Photoshop, Illustrator, um, and InDesign for what wow. I kind of what I kind of need to do. But then I jump into After Effects, but also I really like Keynote on the Mac for doing presentations, and you can do quite a lot of hefty design in that. But 
it's been so long. I used to do a lot of digital design and particularly when I first started my career at Arman, um, uh, the sort of doing digital design, website design was a big, big part of it. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't do that as much anymore. So I, I've not kind of needed to keep up with the, with the same sort of tools, if you see what I mean. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I love new technology. I'm always up for having a little play and having a little go with, with whatever's new and shiny and Nexus. I, I think it's really fun to, to at least have a, an eye on what's, on what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I, I, so with you with Procreate, I think that's the best. It's so powerful in so many yeah. different ways. Like it's got a text editor in it. Um, multiple, you can you put in Photoshop brushes into it. Uh, it's got animation now. Uh, the latest thing they announced was 3D print, uh, 3D painting. Sorry, so you can actually, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can put 3D objects in and then paint on them directly in on an ipad oh i think i saw a little video of that yeah that's amazing that's wow sort of, just to have like especially if you're sort of you're on the edges of 3d and you want to get into it but you also just want to have a little play and you know like you know texture painting that's right. so much easier to, to just uh, it's just a way in isn't it i think that's yeah. great that's really cool well with like you said vinyl toys and stuff like you know designer toys if you have like um is it money m-u-n-n-y the, the 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 infamous character yeah 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 monies yeah yeah by kid robot yeah you could put one of those in and then easily you know put put something together yeah clip studio paint is on the ipad now as well and like i said it's, it's the japanese one which is confusing to some people because they haven't translated the menus oh wow really <laughs> yeah so it's a bit like mm, okay um and adobe's getting into adobe spark have you heard of that Adobe Spark. Yes, I have. Yeah, I have heard of that actually. Yeah, a friend, um, a friend has a play with that as well. Yeah. Have you heard of? I mean, I don't know if you know. I don't know how much you dip into watercolors, but there's one called Rebel. Have you heard of Rebel? No, I haven't. No, I'm kind of okay. not very good at sort of traditional drawing and and art. I think a lot, a lot of my stuff is very like computer generated so very sort of um you know pixel based or vector based so i'm not too great with you know i use procreate um as good as i can do but i sort of verge more into things there's a great app called pixaki on the ipad which is amazing for pixel art its whole yeah. thing is pixel art and that's mm. so that's so much fun to to play with so yeah there's some i think the ipad pro particularly has really opened up the market for different ways to create it's really yeah. cool Especially with the pencil as well, you've got to have the pencil. Otherwise, yeah, definitely. Like, it's so good. Um, but no, Rebel is is a watercolor physics based program that will simulate. Wow. Water. Yeah, it will simulate water and air, so you can wet the canvas how you want and dry it how you want. It's uh, incredible, incredible. That's amazing. Oh, definitely have to check that. Even it, like I say, I'm not very good at that stuff, but just to have a play, that sounds right. really cool. Because you never, that's one thing I learned when I'm trying to write, like you never know when something that you thought you weren't into might factor in and in some other way it might inspire another way of thinking or approaching something. Yeah, and I think I think as well, just being useful, especially in the world of commercial creativity, if you can be useful and give someone else a tip or a heads up or a, you know, especially I found out at Ardman, it's kind of invaluable, really. I think it's it's fun to be to be a bit, you know, to be as useful as you can be to everyone that you work with. You know, exactly mm. what you're saying to me there. You're like, oh no, no, there's this great watercolor program. You should definitely check it out. That's yeah. ace. That that only is going to help someone, isn't it? And I, I mm -hmm. think that's a real thrill to. Uh, um, to to be useful and to to you know when you're excited and, and really care about the creative world, then you know if you can set someone else off on a journey, then that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So 
I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about one thing and then it's going to lead into another thing. But I, when I first found out about you, because of stats, the way to do it, Gromit, because of your statue, it said uh, by Jam Factory. And I didn't mm -hmm. know what the Jam Factory was. I thought it was a place. I thought <laughs> it was a real, I thought it was a real thing, but it's not. What is the Jam Factory? Um, it is, <laughs> yeah, but put simply, it's just a stupid alter ego for my outputs my personal output that no one on the planet asks for um and i've been doing it for the last 20 years now uh, it came about because my boss at the time when i had my very first job when i was 17 years old told me that basically i needed to get better and quickly and he really encouraged <laughs> to play and practice in my own time and because i was doing a lot of digital design back then 20 years ago um he was like the best way to learn is to you know build your own website and just play and experiment and so he said okay so you know think of a domain name what are you going to have and i was a really big fan of of sort of super cool design agencies and creative aliases back then of things like one two three clan and uh too advanced and uh, the designers republic and kind of everyone i liked and looked up to sort of had just cool alter egos and i wanted a cool alter ego but i couldn't think of one so i just <laughs> randomly searched for jam factory on the internet and it was free well it wasn't free as one word it's jam-factory.com um, on my website and i just stuck with it and so it's just a name that i use so i've you you know then social media became yeah. a thing and so it was my it's been my username on everything ever from my myspace profile to my instagram now to you know whatever it may be it's just kind of my alter ego and no i don't ever you know assume or think that anyone knows who or what that is i just quite like using it it's kind of fun to to hide behind i'm a really big fan of aliases i'm a big fan of rap music and i'm always sort of fascinated with the people behind the rap moniker like particularly yeah. people like mf doom and you know aesop rock and i was always fascinated with the name and the person and so mm -hmm. i just i just like a silly alter ego and so yeah so the the jam factory means kind of nothing <laughs> nothing to anyone but me you know but it means nothing but it means everything at the same time because that's you know, yeah find your stuff and uh well the reason i know about it is because i watch your twitch streams oh awesome thank you mate oh well the, the production value you have on them <laughs> is incredible uh for those you who are listening and you want something to do because you normally do lunchtime streams yes i do yeah so if you're on your lunch break and you want to watch something Gavin's a great place to go. And I love the little circle hole you've got for your face. I don't know if I should call it a face hole, but you know, you got, <laughs> your, little, you got your little camera hole. And then you got your little um, scrolling text. It looks amazing. It looks fun. Oh, thank you, mate. I think, I, I think that's why I was really excited by Twitch. It was basically a chance to make your own TV channel, which is all I yeah. wanted to do as a kid. You know, that sort of like, I'm going to make, you know, when your imagination just runs well when you're little and you just like, hi, welcome to me TV. It's basically a chance <laughs> to do that as an adult, but as a designer. And so I really like the challenge of sort of like figuring out how all your cameras connect and all of your mics. And I sort of have this stupid musical interludes 
that I do and and I've got a different camera set up for that and my my little musical devices go run through the computer funny enough I haven't done them for quite a few months because I I moved house um, right. and also we had a second baby so sort of lunch times are kind of busy um helping be a dad whilst working from home but yeah. I've just moved into my new studio which is where is where I am right now and um I've just got my my sort of streaming setup not up and running yet but i'm i'm in the middle of getting it back up and i can't remember how i got it set up so it's kind of event it's going to change anyway my setup because i can't remember how i did it so <laughs> but i really like that it's i i find that fun to sort of because you can you can brand it and yeah. you can do it however you want and it's it's just it's a fun fun thing to play and experiment with really but for those of you not following you on twitter i follow you on twitter just to brag for a second but you are it's an amazing feed but you've got a, the the home office studio whatever you want to call it and you have painted the walls we have to talk about the color that you painted <laughs> these walls like we have to talk about it. you've painted the shocking bright pink like fluorescent uh, pink it's it's as yeah. bright as you could go and i had to f work really hard to find that paint in the end it's it's special um paint um used for set painters on films um wow. it costs an absolute bloody fortune i only got um a tub and a half of little paint it cost me 150 quid wow it's, it's and, I, and it's i could probably do another coat if but i couldn't face spending more money <laughs> <laughs> and so basically um the left and right walls and the ceiling is fluorescent pink and then the wall in front of me right now is fake artificial garden wall the yeah. whole wall is this fake grass and then behind me what i've just finished it the other day is also fake grass wall but sort of embedded underneath it is i've got these nano leaf led panels and oh, so wow. i've just got the um they just sort of glow ambient ambient they can do anything they're sound reactive as well um <gasps> and so we've got these little punches of color um and it's all just, i just want it to because this is my own it's like a purpose-built space yeah i just thought oh, i can just make it as stupid as i want so hopefully when the twitch streams come back online yeah. it will it, if anything it looks you know it looks silly and fun and and stupid uh, the only thing i'm missing is some actual lights um i we've got our spark coming over on thursday to actually install yeah. there's like a, a, a special big led square that, that will fit the whole roof um and then it is it is complete so yeah it's been great fun shout out to my dad who built this uh, specific studio from scratch um which is flipping amazing because he's an absolute hero and then i've ruined his good work by making it neon pink <laughs> but i like the fact that you got electrical plugs in the plants as well yes. as sort of hidden yeah yeah so what that the only reason that came about is because um i saw someone else have this this artificial it's a sort of thing that if you imagine when you go to a sort of a a big fancy design agency in london they have these living walls it's basically yeah. that but it's not living it's plastic um it's artificial and because it's actually all sort of on a on a sort of a mesh you can cut that mesh as you like and so mm. originally i thought oh, i'm gonna have to cut around all of these like you know the plug holes and the trunk in but actually i realized that you can hide the trunk in because you just i just got a big dewalt stapler and i just stapled it to the wall because it's osb and actually all i do all i did is cut through a tiny little hole and the plug sockets kind of just poke through and are usable as you need them to but they're still sort of covered in all of these plant leaves and stuff and it just looks silly and fun oh it looks brilliant honestly uh oh, thanks mate it genuinely looks really really cool we are interrupting this incredible interview with Gavin Strange to do what we've done for the past two episodes, which is 
negotiate this. Sorry, what the fuck am I talking about? What negotiate? <laughs> what? No, man, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing the plot. This isn't getting cut, is it? You need a second. I do. I need right. like thirty seconds. Right. Hi, we are interrupting this interview to. Mm, I'm so sorry. We're gonna have to start telling you about recommendations again. See, if if we had a sponsor, we'd be telling you about the sponsor, but. Squarespace still aren't answering your calls. MeUndies, they're bouncing your emails. Uh, for hymns, they see we're lost calls. The hair's all gone. So, like we did for the past two episodes, we're gonna go straight from our heart and talk about something that we want to recommend. So, Ga uh, so Gavin, Gavin is here. <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, what do you have to show and tell this week, please? There's this cool animation studio. You might not know them, but they're called Ardman Animations. Oh, they're, very cool. They're, they're based out of uh, Bristol. It's a cool little town. I've yeah. never been there, but I heard a lot of cool stuff about it. And uh, yeah, they do They do some cool, a lot of, lot of stop motion animated <laughs> stuff. What have and, they done in the past? Uh, you know, they did Wallace and Gromit, oh. Sean the Sheep. Wow. I mean, that's the ones I've watched, uh, they, but they do a lot of stuff. Really creative people, and I heard they're big on, you know, the community over there in Bristol. Yeah, they did a very good TV show called um, Rex the Run years ago, um, and it's it's genuinely a very, very entertaining, small TV show, very um, charming. It's about a little dog called Rex and his oh, dog. Cool. I, didn't know, I didn't know you knew about them. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Broad famous, baby. Wow. Okay, so my recommendation this week is um, a, a, it's a company. I don't know if you heard about them. They're called Cadbury. They make chocolate. They do the cream eggs for people in America. That's like all they do over there, right. I think. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, don't get them mixed up with Nestle. Totally different brand. Um, Cadbury, yeah, they do the cream eggs. They do dairy milk. And I recently did... They, they actually contacted me recently and they asked if I wanted to do a brand deal with them. So this is kind of me giving them an extra shout out. Ah, so this is kind of like a sponsorship. I sort of, yeah, but not necessarily for me sponsor, giving them a shout out on our podcast. But yeah, they gave me some free chocolate um, and I actually have a, ha they, they're going to give me a hamper um, in the post. So I'm really excited. I, I, I had a really good time with, with Cadbury. I think they're really nice. And it was really weird to live in the corporate world for a while to talk about things like audience interaction and feedback and positive advertising and, and words like that. But I have no idea what you're talking about. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. But yeah, I, I, I think they're good. We'll, we'll post the uh, we'll post a link to the pictures you took uh, <laughs> oh, for them in the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you're in the market for some chocolate, I totally recommend Cadbury. <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard of them. As if like a million pound business needs my shout out. Okay. I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Gavin interview. So, watching your Twitch streams, I was watching and you were talking about the Greenpeace advert that you that you directed. Yes. Uh, and I remember that you said that you were directing celebrities. I mean, that sounds more aggressive than it needs to be. <laughs> You're telling them what to do. <laughs> but from an ocean away, they were doing it remotely. Is that right? That you, they were in. Yeah, uh... they were all they were all over. Yeah, there was so so for, so for your listeners. Yeah, I directed a, a short film called Turtle Journey for Greenpeace a couple of years ago. Whilst at Arman as an Arman director, it was an Arman project, um, and it was all about raising awareness of the. Um, 
uh, Protect the Oceans campaign. And um, it was a, a short stop frame and CG film um, featuring talking turtles, a family talking turtles. And the voice cast we had was just incredible. We had Olivia Coleman as the mum. Actually, I got to direct her in person in London and I'm very happy to report she is as wonderful as you think she would be. She's so sweet and funny and she was awesome. I was so starstruck meeting her and she was so lovely. Um, So she was awesome. But David Harbour plays the role of the dad and David Harbour's um, best known as Hopper in Stranger Things and also yep. uh, he's in the new Black Widow movie um, yes. and yeah I had to direct him over the phone in New York um, <laughs> was that awkward? It, w- it was awkward because I kept talking over him that was <laughs> uh, that's that's that uh, because the line the line wasn't great we had to do it via isdn line so so his you know it wasn't the the quality of the recording was incredible you know because it was done remotely you know yeah. in the studio in new york but our our there was no way there was no video chat and so he would give a few takes of the lines and then he would give long pauses in between and then pretty much he would do three and go for fourth which i didn't know at the time because we 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 just you know, we, he was just, he was just, he was on a roll. And so there was be this big pause and I would be like, Oh, thanks ever so much, David. And then he would just, whilst I had opened my mouth, he would then be giving another take. Oh man. I was like, Oh David, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. In the end, we were like, how about you just tell me what you know, you do as many as you feel natural and we'll talk afterwards. And, And then that worked great. But yeah, so so that was that was hard, but that was great. Um, we also I, I directed Helen Mirren over the phone. Um, she oh man, she was so awesome. Uh, she was just she played the and the role of the grandma, and she just knocked out the park. She was super friendly as well, and she was so giving. And she was we literally managed to grab her in the vocal booth before she had to hop on a plane um, to go to a film set somewhere in America. And she but she she wasn't like look you know you know as you might, might be you'd be like I've got to get a flight I've got yeah. to get a flight. But she was just she was like oh you know if you need anything else and just let me know. She was awesome. So I'm very happy to report that all of our cast and crew were just flipping amazing it was such a it was such a dream it really was it was amazing uh, you say that but the, the the advert itself is just a little bit traumatic uh we'll say <laughs> that <laughs> it is it's sobering really uh which is yeah. what it should be it is that's exactly what you started to do yeah it was it was sort of make the the plan was it's only 100 seconds long you know hopefully we can make someone laugh then cry and then feel galvanized to take action so that was right. the sort of that was our guiding our guiding mantra, which is a big ask for 100 seconds. It's really not very yeah. long. Yeah, it really is. But genuinely, so where can you, where can our listeners, is it on YouTube? Yeah, if you just search Turtle Journey, Greenpeace, um, it's on it's on everything. You can watch it. You can watch it all over the shop. But it's genuinely, yeah, like you say, <laughs> I, I watched it uh, in real time with your uh, other viewers on Twitch. Oh, awesome. And I think after, after you watched it, I think you went... <sighs> Wow, <laughs> and then there was a bit of a silence after you watched it. Yeah, I think yeah. Every, everyone needed a moment to be like, because yeah, oh, wow. I hadn't watched it in a while when we when we watched it on Twitch, and um, you know, it's about loss and it's about grief. And even though it's talking plasticine turtles, you know, we right. really wanted to transpose a very human emotion of of how. Uh, how other souls in the universe deal with loss and grief and it doesn't matter that it's a talking plasticine turtle you know the intention and the the effect is still there if you lose a loved one so yeah and because i you know i i really wanted to make something personal as well and, and greenpeace was so receptive to that they really wanted to 
for for the for, for us to make a personal film that hopefully would affect you know because if you're being honest and genuine i think any other human can really recognize that and and they yeah. really lent into us wanting to make you know to put on those those sort of strong powerful emotions they that was a big part of the brief so yeah that was a that was a project like no other i will never ever forget that it was it was such a joy but what kind of what kind of creator are you in the sense that you watch that back and you think to yourself like I would do this different, this different, or do you think are you just happy with the whole thing and you could just sit back and watch it with no problems? I think I'm half. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm actually both. I think I'm actually both. I think like everyone, you sort of you 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 get frustrated at looking at your past work. Yeah. Um, and you want it to be technically better. But I think I look back, I look back at my work with pride in the sense of I'm just happy it exists and it's out yeah. in the universe. Um, but with a critical eye to always to try and be better and to learn from it and grow. I think I don't want to totally, you know, do a disservice to everything I've made, especially, you know, the work that um, I've done with other people, you know, that it's great because of everyone else. Definitely. Mm. So I kind of want to, you know, I won't want to um, uh, uh, put anything down. I just kind of, I guess, look at the, the aspects I was involved in and want to learn and grow and get better. And But no, I'm really proud. I'm really proud that I have a creative career. I'm so proud that I have a job that um, that I'm fortunate enough to love. And, um, you know, and also, you know, for my kids and for my family, I kind of, you know, want to show them, you know, I have a dream job and I can't believe I get to be creative for a living. I want to show them um, just, you know, to be a happy dad and to be a happy, a happy individual, because, you know, I'm so fortunate enough to have a job that I enjoy and to, to, you know, to, to make that my life's work. I don't, I don't want to take that for granted. I don't want to, that's not to say I'm always happy and I'm always positive. I'm not, but yes. I just, I guess, kind of accept it as part of that creative journey where you're going to be up, but you're also going to be down. But ultimately, yeah. what a thrill, what an absolute pleasure to be involved in this, in this world. Absolutely. Before I let you go, have you ever heard of Stuart Sample? Yes, I have. Yeah. Have yes, he did the neon pink um, <laughs> and the and the blackest black in in yes. um, in reaction to uh, is it Anish Kapoor? Anish Kapoor, who, yeah. who copyrighted that? He was like, right, I'm not. He's like the he's like a proper. It's simple a proper like guerrilla artist in that sense, yes. isn't he? Where he was like, yeah, I'm not having that. But so for for the listeners who don't know, Anish Kapoor um, sort of developed this 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 almost like nanotechnology paint that literally absorbed light. It was the blackest material on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Anish Kapoor sort of negotiated a deal with where he was the only artist that could use this paint and Stuart Semple is an artist and he he was outraged by this and so basically <laughs> developed his own blackest black paint that is is available for anyone to buy and it is really really black and he sort of went to war with Anish Kapoor but also yes. he's also created the pinkest of pink paints which is I actually tried to buy that but they don't do it in quantities big enough um, for an entire room um, oh. but yeah I, he's wicked I love that that's his mantra that he's like no I'm not I'm not having that I'm gonna I'm going to make stuff. It's great. I'll add a twist to the story that you just explained that um, on the Culture Hustle website, which is owned by Stuart Sample, if you want to buy any of his paints, you have to sign a waiver that says that you are not Anish Kapoor, you are not in any way related to Anish Kapoor, affiliated or work for Anish Kapoor. This has to stay out of his hands. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember because I think I bought a pot of the small pink paint just to have it, just because I was like, this guy is amazing. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, you can't buy it without (laughs) signing a tick box that promises you are not Anish Kapoor. I really like the pettiness 
that he's gone <laughs> to, to do. I, I have no idea if Anish Kapoor knows about it or has reacted to it, but I really, really like the attention to detail in sort of being a bit of a dick to him back. I think that's fantastic. I love that. That's flipping brilliant. It is great. But if, you, if you're <laughs> interested in street art and graffiti and all that, Stuart's just come out with... Um, it's like a homemade spray can. So you can turn any bottle that has a, a, a screw cap on it into a paint can. So oh, you, wow. put your paint, you put your paint in the bottle, then you put the special lid on top of it that Stuart's made. You pump it like a bike pump. With, with, like, so there's no aerosols involved. It's all just compressed air. Uh, and then you can use it as your own spray can. So you can do it. That's awesome. Or yeah. Oh, Matt, I like it. He's... he's... It's simple, sort of like just discovering ways to sort of like properly change the industry. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. I think he said something like, oh, I want to get rid of aerosols and I don't want to have like metal cans filling up landfill. So, you know, reuse bottles, use environmentally friendly paint. And there you go. Like you've you've saved the environment and you're being an artist, which is what it's all about. What a guy. Yeah. So I think I've, I've kept you for a while now which is fantastic. But what we like to do, what we like to give uh, our guests at the end of this is an opportunity for you to talk about whatever causes or uh, people you know of that need a shout out or it could be anything, anything, anything at all. It could be a TV show, it could be a dog. Um, anything you think needs a shout out, this is your chance. Wow. To, 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 to go to plug you can plug yourself if you want you can plug your twitch and your instagram whatever no i wouldn't i wouldn't be so bold i wouldn't be so bold i guess i think i would encourage everyone to watch the art of design um series on netflix a brilliant two um two series uh show about creativity and it profiles all sorts of people from photographers to lighting designers to typographers it's, it's awesome so definitely fill your creative boots with that um i would encourage you to listen to the Twenty Thousand hertz podcast it's really fascinating each episode is about a different um sound where some one episode's about the netflix audio sting another episode is um, about uh, the test tone on a on a phone system. It's really fascinating. If you're just interested in stuff, then um, you'll really like that. It's very well produced. I really love it. I also recommend Let's Brock on Twitch. Ewan Brock is an, uh, an awesome illustrator, but he also does super fun, creative, bonkers streams that are very fun way to spend your time. So go and follow Let's Brock on Twitch. And in terms of a charity, I think it's really nice to link back to uh, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Appeal because I've you know been involved with them now since 2013. And um, I was since an artist on the Sean in the City project and then Gromit Unleashed 2, and then sort of just been involved with the charity and helping out visually and graphically over those projects. And it's just, I had the opportunity when my Pink Gromit sold, um, it was kindly bought anonymously by a couple. And what they did was they donated it back to the children's hospital, oh. which was the entire reason. So it actually lived in the children's hospital where the, the kids who were who were in um, in hospital could go and see it. It lived on the uh -huh. fifth floor, which I thought was absolutely incredible. And I was um, invited to go and sort of see it when it was installed as a little bit of a celebratory thing. We had a little like press thingy and... And I was—I remember being quite nervous about going to the kids' hospital because I really didn't know how to act. Really, I really right. didn't. Should I be morose? Should I be 
glib. You know, I really yeah. didn't, didn't know. I was kind of nervous. And that was so selfish of me to be worried about it. Because when I got there, it, the, the kids were absolutely incredible. They were just so joyous and they were so just chatty and, and, and they so were just, you know, a positive force and they reacted so lovely to having this massive five foot pink dog in their in their space and it really blew me away their courage and their you know their their strength and their resolve for being you know no one wants to be in hospital right. but here these kids were with a variety of, of different sort of things that they were being treated for and since being a parent it's just really struck me how it really is a parent's worst nightmare to 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 that for their children to be, you know, to, to be poorly or to, to really need any any treatment. And so the work that the the Grand Appeal does is just so incredible from the, you know, from um, helping out with equipment, you know, the, the Gromit and Leash project ended up buying a, a, a brand new um, child specific MRI scanner, which is obviously in the millions. They use a very wow. expensive machinery, but also they, they helped um, create sort of support for the families. Um, and, and I got to have a tour around the sort of family house, which is opposite. Because this is the other thing, if your child's in hospital, you know, you as a family can't stay with them all the time, but you obviously want to be close um, all the time. And so uh, a huge part of um, of the charity is actually support for families, whether that's financial, whether that's housing, whether that's all these different things. And, and I've just got to see firsthand the sort of the support and, and actually how much is needed if a child is ill. You know, not only is it just so upsetting to, to know a child is in pain and, and needs something. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an absolute honour to have been involved in a tiny part um, in what the Grand Appeal do. So it's really a shout out to them. And, you know, I, I've run a few half marathons in my time and ran them for the charity. So if you, if you can and you want to support um, you know, that go and please do go and check out Wallace and Gromit's Grand Appeal. There's so many different fundraising things that you can do for an incredible, an incredible charity. So yeah, that's that's my plug, the Grand Appeal. They are a wonderful set of human beings doing wonderful things. And where is your Gromit now? Do you know, or is it uh, gone walkabout? You know what? I don't know. It was it was wow. on the fifth floor in the hospital. It's it possibly has been swapped. It's possibly gone to the charity right. and it's been swapped for a Sean. Um, so it's it exists. It is around somewhere. Uh, perhaps it's <laughs> perhaps it's gone back to the people who bought it anonymously. It's maybe gone back to them because I know they've bought ones in the past others. So maybe they've swapped it out for them. So I think he's he's living a life somewhere wonderful but um but yeah if you if you're interested dear listeners please do go up to the the cribs causeway and um, grom at least shop here in bristol and you can go and see the big gold one in person and also there they've got a big shop there where everything that you buy goes to charity and it's a huge shop filled with all sorts of interesting stuff so yeah yeah massive shout out to everyone that's involved in in that it's wonderful and it's little mini you have to buy a five foot one you can buy the little mini ones um, yeah, you don't have to spend twenty nine thousand pounds on a on a five foot tall one. You can spend thirty quid on uh, a small figure that will fit on your shelf. And there's also not just grommets in that shop. There's also a feathers McGraw, which is the penguin from uh, the wrong trousers. That that was done because they have a, a post box style one in there now. Uh, and the Sean's, like you said, there's a Sean in the city one. Yeah, there's 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 a few more other grommets in there. 
as well, like raw core ones. Yeah, from Gromit Unleashed. Yeah, he's sitting on, he's sitting sort of down on um on his bum with his front legs forward, and then yep. there was also a Wallace bench, and also then yes. there's like a special feathers, the feathers of the you know feathers. We all love feathers. He's the best villain. Uh, so yeah, so there's, there's loads of stuff. There's loads of great stuff to see. People have done amazing work with them. So yeah, you know, huge props to them for because that store as well, that that the store in Crips Causeway was really meant to be temporary. It was just going to serve, you know, the needs of the trail when it was on, and it was such a such a success that you know, eight years later, it's still going strong, and, and there's always people in there. So huge props to them. It's, it's fantastic. I like the fact that it's right next to the Tesla shop. Like it's it is, right yeah. next to like like this opulent upmarket brand and then next to it, more people are going to go see Gromit. More people are interested in Gromit. Gromit's in everyone's hearts. No one cares about Elon <laughs> Musk. No one cares. <laughs> I'd never thought about that. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, you can walk by the Tesla store and you yeah. can go, do you know what? I'm not going to spend 90 grand. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend 90 grand's worth of small figurines from charity. <laughs> I'm going to help a lot more people and do a lot more good in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Gavin, I have had you for way longer than any other guest we've had. So thank you so much for coming on and giving us loads to think about and loads like podcasts and Netflix shows and charities to look up and to help out. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a shame we can't have you on again because obviously this podcast is about making <laughs> the strangers. We can't have you on. Now I know you oh, a little bit. Of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this is it. This is your one and done. Like I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We we did it. We smashed it. We we had a good we had a good time. All good All things right. must come to an end. They must. Okay. All right. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you. Welcome back to a podcast with strangers, and we are now in the final stretch. I want to say a big thank you to Gavin Strange. Um, definitely go look him up on the internet. His name obviously is Jam Factory, like you just said. I love what Gavin's done in the past. Um, definitely go check out uh, Boyk's Mind, which is um, a film he was involved in. Check out Ardman, like Dallas said, and never stop making art. I think that's the best thing you could ever do. Thank you, dear listener, for listening as well, for tuning in for episode three. Your continued support does mean so much to us, and we really hope that you'll be tuning in again next week. If you're listening on iTunes, I need to ask you a, a small favor. Could you rate us? What you think is fair, we would appreciate five stars. But if you think we're a one star, then sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's your life. Uh, and leave a comment, if possible, um, giving us some feedback about what you think we did right and what you think we did wrong. So basically, rate and review. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at StrangersPDCST. That's StrangersPDCST at us with, if, if you're interested in being on the show or if you know somebody that should be on the show, DM us, uh, keep it clean. I don't particularly want to see your genitals. If you'd like to be on the show and you don't have a Twitter account, email us a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. That email address again, just in case you were fumbling with your pen, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. Uh, email us, tell us what you're about. Tell us what you're into. Tell us, um, I don't know, tell us your favorite color. I don't care. I don't care. I'll probably reply. I'm that lonely. I'll probably strike up a conversation with you. Dallas, who do you have next week? Uh, next week, we are talking to a bird and a dog. A bird and a dog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So if you want to tune in next week and find out what the hell we're talking about and maybe discover if we've lost our minds or not, 
Tune in, episode four, Podcast with Stranger. The fly just buzzed past my face. I don't know if that was an omen or not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But tune in next week. God bless. Good luck. Have a nice weekend. Bye. The word for this week is thank. The word for this week is thank. Dead, dead, medium. Good.